Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Bobby's Bites. So, this week's Parsha is Parsha's Pilchas. And Pilchas is an extension of last week's Parsha, wherein at the end of the... At the end of last week's Parsha, we have the, the Jews sinning by virtue of having inappropriate marital relations with Moabite women. And bowing to the Balpur by virtue of um, a very vile act. And what happens? So this leader, Zimri, is doing it in public. And Pinchas comes, or actually I'm not sure if he was doing it in public, but what happens is Pinchas kills him in the act and shows it to the Jews in public. And that's what happens. So that's one thing. And so this Parsha comes into play at a time where, so last Sunday was a fast, the 17th of Tammuz. Um, so it was the 18th of Tammuz, but it carries over because you're not allowed to fast on Shabbat. So we're in the siege of Jerusalem happened and um, we begin fasting. So for three, so we so begin mourning the destruction of the temples for three weeks. So the siege started on the 17th of Tammuz and on Tish, and Tish above, the temple was destroyed. And then additionally, we have already established that we have Torah, which is the prophetic reading that is read after the Torah reading is thematically connected to the Parsha. So the Rebbe says all these three things are connected. So the Parsha is Pinchas. The Haftorah is Yirmiyahu. So who is Yirmiyahu? So Yirmiyahu and Pinchas have a similar background. They stem from an almost illegitimate background, one that's kind of shunned upon. And that is, you know, they stem from converts. And as a result, the, the, during their origin, the Jews pick on them. So this, in, in that way, they're similar. What else is similar about them? What else is similar about them is that... Is that they, their time exists in a time of obscurity, in a time of concealment, in a time of bitterness, almost. And additionally, their divine service is that, is similar in that way. So, we'll connect all three of these things as as the as the Rebbe did in the Sikha, but in in a way that I guess I, I kind of want to figure out how to talk about it. But I think there's something really cool here. So comparatively, we have Moshe Rabbeinu, which is compared to Pinchas. And so Moshe Rabbeinu, his divine service was that of revelation. You know, God reveals himself to him. And the one comparative to Yirmiyahu, to Jeremiah, is Yeshiyahu, who also was in a state of revelation. So Pinchas and Jeremiah are in the state of kind of concealment. And what happens in that time? At that time, that's when they meet their mark. That's when they reach their goal. So both Moshe Rabbeinu and Yeshiyahu, they prompt Jews to do the Shuvah, but by virtue of saying, you know, there's going to be good things in the end, there's going to be 
um, re- there's revelation by virtue of revealing goodness to them. But that only lasts for so long. That's an inspiration, right? It's a fire that blazes and you're like, wow, it's a flash of lightning. And you're like, oh, there's the, pla- there's the path. There's where, you, where I need to go. But when, the, fl- when the, the flash of lightning dissipates, you don't know where to go. So, Pinchas, however, and Yirmiyahu, they share the same origin story. And it's an interesting one because they start from one where they're immediately shunned. Their very existence is one of difficulty. They're not immediately welcomed by the Jewish people. You know, they're, 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 their lineage is contested. It's difficult for them. They're isolated. That's their beginning. Right? And then God's, and then what happens with Pinchas is, after he commits the act, he kills Zimri with full force in front of the entire Jewish people. This prompts the Jews to do teshuva. This prompts them to action. And what does he get? Because of his zealousness, what does he get? He gets a blessing of, the, of a covenant of peace that will endure forever. So he enters the priestly status and one that will endure forever. Moshe didn't even get that. Even though, because what happened was, is because of Pinchas' sacrifice, God's anger was turned away from the Jewish people and they were spared. Though we have many instances in which Moshe Rabbeinu himself did the exact same, did not the exact same thing, but though he spared the Jewish people by virtue of subsiding God's anger away from the Jewish of Jewish people, yet he wasn't privy to the same thing, to the same reward of an eternal reward that will endure from generation to generation. He even asked, he said, who will take over me, implying that he wanted his sons to take over, and God said, Yoshua, so not his son. He didn't get that. And this speaks to the divine service of Pinchas and Yermiahu, comparative to Moshe and Yeshiahu, which is Pinchas and Yermiahu. So Pinchas and Yermiahu had a bottom-up approach, whereas Moshe Rabbeinu and Yeshiahu had a top-down approach. So this is akin to inspiration. So Moshe Rabbeinu, there was soul effort when Moshe helped the Jews when he turned God's anger away from the Jews he prayed for them with his soul right he he was saying save them right but he wasn't putting himself fully on the line Yoshua was Yoshua was willing was risked it all he put his full body on the line and what's the difference here the difference is is you have an inspiration like going to the gym I like this example because, you know, it's like you, people want to go to the gym and then they go to the gym and they're excited about going to the gym and they work out, they work out and then they're sore and they're like, oh, I don't want to do it anymore. Versus somebody who does, they don't want to go to the the gym, but they have to. And so they do it and it's the consistency and it's the discipline and that lasts forever. That can, that can, that, that is continuous. And this speaks to the origin story of Pinchas, the origin story of Yirmiyahu, where they come from a place of being ostracized from the Jewish people. They didn't have it easy from the get-go. It's the underdog. It's the classic story of the underdog. They start from the bottom. They are in... in. They have to prove themselves. They're not immediately accepted by everybody. And 
when they're proving themselves, when they're getting to the level of acceptance from everybody, then the whole of everybody, the congregation as a whole, is stricken by the same darkness that they, that they live in, that they thrive in. So what happens, that's their normal. The Jews are not, they don't know what to do with themselves because they're overwhelmed with this darkness. They're, they're overwhelmed with this obscurity of, of divine light. And what happens? They act. They act in, in a manner that is forthright, that is, a, that is hero-esque. To shed light to all of darkness. And what's super important about this is who can become Mashrabenu? Well, not many people. Who can become Pinchas? Virtually everybody. The underdog story, the story of a person who comes from the bottom, who works his way to the top, who risks it all to become something, and it, it, at, at the very core of it, is less than the average person. That gives people hope. That gives people opportunity and belief that they too can achieve. And it's God who says to Yirmiyahu, I knew you before I formed you. So God is with the soul. This in infinite potential is with you before you even started. And when and before Yirmiyahu exited the womb, he already had his role. He already had his job. Yeah, your position that you that you find yourself in might be tense. It might be dire. It might be severe. It might be painful. But there in which you're tempered. But before that, you're tempered by fire. And you have fire within you. And it's through that difficulty that that fire emits, it exits, it compacts, and it bursts out. And when you see somebody, when you see Pinchas act, everyone can act in that way. And I was learning this with my friend Bensi, and we were discussing it. We said, well, you know, it's kind of, interestingly, it's Lahavdil, it sounds a lot like Batman. Batman came from you know, he came from a rich family. His parents were murdered. He went to jail and he there he started becoming himself as Batman and he doesn't have any superpowers really, but he knows what good is and he knows what he has to do to to bring the darkness away. So he does it. He does everything he can to take away the darkness. And that's the thing about Batman is that people see that he's a regular person like everyone else. Yeah, he has money, but he's exactly like everyone else. And that's what prompts others, other people to follow his path, to take away the darkness, to bring us out of Gaulus, to bring us into the, the realm of light. Because where Moshe Rabbeinu is concerned, when there is a revelation, when there is a, a divine light, it encapsulates everything. Nothing can be seen at all. And so at that time, the Jews are for sure, they're like, yes, like there's only God. But when Moshe Rabbeinu goes up to the mountain to write the Torah, then they sin with the golden calf because at that time, that, that the revelation is gone. Whereas Pinchas says, no, I'm starting from the bottom. I was born in this. Yes, I, I'm, I'm, I'm initially from God. I'm initially from God Himself. And I have this infinite energy. Yet, 
I was born into this darkness and he uplifts it all around him. And that then becomes who he is. He was steeped in it. And when that darkness befalls the Jewish people, he knows exactly what to do. He says, this is not right. Yeah, you guys are all blinded by, by the darkness around us, but don't be fooled by this. This is incorrect and we have to act. And when people see a person acting, when everything else is corrupt, when everything else is going awry, that changes things. When one person steps up and says, this is how things have to be, when everything else is crooked, that changes the world. And that's what Pinchas did. He uplifted the entire body of reality. He up- by uplifting the physicality of himself, starting from the bottom and aiming up to the top. Inspiration is amazing, but we don't have inspiration every day. We don't have, we, but discipline carries us further. And that's what Pinchas had, discipline. In the face of it all, people were shocked. What do I do here? So you have to act. It doesn't matter. There's an interesting study by Solomon Ash, who, interestingly, with this Parsha, says because Pinchas is Eliyahu because of how Pinchas acted by virtue of Pinchas' whole idea was that he lifted up his body, he changed his physical body into something spiritual, and this is what Eliyahu did. Eliyahu did the same thing. But so Eliyahu, as we know, we we write, we we um, do a cup. Sorry, we take the cup of Eliyahu out for 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 the seder. So Solomon Ash was a psychologist who, one time when he was taking out the cup. For Russia, for Pesach, sorry, since Rosh Hashanah, Pesach, um, his uncle said to him, "If you look closely, you can see that Eliyahu was drinking." So he was interested. You know, what's this whole thing? And so he thought maybe he saw him actually drinking. This actually is a phenomenon where if people tell you something is different than what you actually see, because of the pressure, the social pressure of it, you will actually start to believe it. And you'll say that, yeah, it's actually true. So, when you have one person who says, it doesn't matter. This is not true. This is not true. This is anti-God. This is anti-morality. This person is not doing what needs to be done. And not only that, Pichas comes from the bottom. And who did he kill? Someone who's at the absolute top. Someone who is essentially a high politician, somebody who is the pinnacle of, of high elite status. He killed him. He said, this person is doing something wrong. And everyone said, wow, yes, he's right. We're, we're, we're not doing something correct. He exposed the fraud of society at that time. Anyways, so that's this week's Parsha. And the idea is, when we go through the darkness of our lives, we come out with something. We don't come out with simply pain. We come out with the ability of overcoming pain. And when people are in the position of pain, we have the light because we've overcome it. We've understood what that, what, what that pain was, how dark it can get. And there is a light that we can shine onto the people to show everyone else and ourselves how to act, how to, how, to, how to 
emulate godliness, how to emulate morality, how to emulate goodness, and bring that out in the world. And that's the humanity, because Pinchas is a regular person, just like you and I, who tells us that when you have the imperative to do something, don't shy away from it because you think that you can't. Because God was with you from the beginning. And when you before you came out of the womb, He was with you then too. And there's an infinite potential within you. Yes, you may have gone through something. Yes, you may have been in darkness. But that darkness that you were able to survive in, that darkness allows you to then survive a greater evil. And not only that, but to defeat that evil and to inspire other people to overcome their own evil and transform their whole bodies and the world and bring Mashiach now. Amen.